I don't do the most, but I do a lot. I'ma make a toast, cause we still alive. No big, I feel like Pac. I shoot a shot. I'm coming in. Hello, hello, it's Stephanie. Hey, 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 it is Ty, his child, all the while. And you are now listening into Inside Beauty Inspires, where we motivate, encourage, and inspire through biblical principles. Listen, I am so excited about the word for today. Last week, we talked about losing to gain. Ty, how has that transformed your life? Because you know, whatever we speak on, we're going to be tested on. Absolutely. I've had, I've had an amazing, amazing week. Um, losing to gain. So losing um, animosity, losing bitterness, um, losing all negative thoughts and gaining focus. Focus on the promise, on the provision, on what I know to be true. And when I tell you I'm happy. Happy. Joy. Yes. Well, happiness is your birthright. You know, um, I think that once we get into the word of God, which I tell you guys all the time, get into your Bible. It is life giving. It will give you life. It will sustain you. But once you get into the word of God, you understand that some of the things that you used to care so much about, it, it, it falls by the wayside. You, you understand that it's not about the things that you thought it would be about, but it's about the things that you can't see. It's more spiritual than it is like um physical everything that you're seeing is being influenced by something that is unseen amen amen and so today what we want to talk to you guys about it blessings and curses blessings and curses Todd like you know what does the word say about blessings and curses because there's a blessing portion and there's a cursing cursing portion well let's get into that so blessing and curses there's a choice and that choice came about when Moses was speaking to Israel and so there were things that could happen in a way where they had to know that it was only God that can make it happen. Like, you know, blessings. Like you and I know, like I know when I got a job that doubled my salary, that doubled the size of the home that I lived in, that, you know, gave me all of these things that I never had access to before. I innately knew that that was God's blessing because it wasn't anything that I had done or could have done to make it happen in the time frame and in the way that it happened. And so that's what Moses was saying. Like, so either you can be blessed and be blessed in a way that you know that it is only God that made it happen or you can be cursed mm. in a way like like Job, when when all of the things happened um, to him, like that was in a way where you knew that the only thing that could be happening in that situation is God. You're right about that, Ty. You know, my life stands just right there where yours is. You know, I know without a shadow of a doubt that it was a blessing, straight blessing from God that caused this um, this show to be on an AirPod, to be in the hands of millions of people. All they need to do is download Inside Beauty Inspires on their podcast, you know, um, to listen to the podcast. And nobody did that but God. I made my request known. But then there are curses. And, you know, there is a scripture that says, I'll bless those who bless you and I'll curse those who curse you. But let's talk about the curses because Moses did try to talk to the people, the children of Israel. He was God's chosen candidate. You know, he was a representative of God and he didn't choose himself. He had a stuttering problem, didn't he? Mm -hmm. And, you know, so that that within itself, think about some of the iniquities that we have or the, the inabilities that 
we don't think we have to qualify for God to even choose you. But God chose Moses and Moses had to walk that thing out. But the children of Israel, they still rebelled against them even after he had led them out of bondage. They still rebelled. They still kind of turned their back on him and they didn't understand that God was with them the whole time through Moses. What's so deep about that entire thing is it started with the covenant, um, the covenant of Israel with God. And so the covenant was about law. It was about sacrifice and it was about choice, you know, um, things that influence heavily the direction that our lives go in right now. Today, we have a choice in the way that we conduct ourselves. We have a choice in what we believe, in what we follow, how we act. Sacrifice. That's the part right there. Sacrifice. We to whom much is given, much is required. And nobody ever likes to take a look at that. We want to receive. We want to receive. We love to receive. But for some, it's so much harder to give. But there has to be sacrifice. Oh, man. That's what I, I believe. That's what gets God's attention is the sacrifice. You know, um, in a world where you can be anything and do anything, when you choose him, he sees you choosing him. You know, he sees you seeking him. He sees you reading the word. You're asking questions. You're wanting to know. So he's going to give you insight on his way of looking at things. But there are two. And I've always led that way, not understanding why I would lead that way. And I would be like, nah, there's two, you know, blessings and curses, life and death. You get to choose. One's going to bring, you know, you, you'll see, you'll see, you'll be able to see your world in two different ways. Okay. Because with the blessings of God, he adds to you and, and you're growing and, and, not only am I knowing I'm being blessed, but God will cause everybody else to see you being blessed. But then there are curses. There are curses that you do have the choice. You know, when it comes down to cursing, nobody wants to be cursed. And sometimes these are generational curses that have been in our families for decades. Nobody's ever told that generational curse or that demonic spirit to leave. So it dwells there and it stays there. But the only way to combat that is the word of God. So the word of God, on Deuteronomy 28 talks about blessings for obedience the very first verse if you fully obey the lord your god and carefully keep all his commands that i am giving you today the lord your god will set you high above all nations of the world you will experience all these blessings if you obey the lord your god and then it kind of um it's a long chapter so i'll skip around and i don't want to go like straight through it but i mean there are tons and tons of nuggets in here your children and your crops will be blessed. The offspring of your herds and flocks will be blessed. Wherever you go and whatever you do will be blessed. The Lord will conquer your enemies when they attack you. Mm -hmm. They will attack you from one direction, but they will scatter from you in seven. Mm -hmm. How amazing When you is depend that? on that, when you depend on the word of God and you allow God to fight for you, Exodus 14, 14, be still and know, and he will fight for you. Um, you know, something I thought was very interesting about Deuteronomy 28, um, you know, chapter 28 lays out for the Israels the divine blessing for obedience to the covenant and the divine curses for disobedience. The chapter is hugely imbalanced, though. 14 verses are devoted to blessings and 54 curses. Hey. Like, come on, man. God already <laughs> knew what was up. He already knew that we were going to be like a rebellious People, you know, he had to know, you know, he put it out there. He put it in the word of God. And, you know, when you start to read it, you really be like, wow, God, you know, like we all know the loving God. We know the, you know, peace, joy, happiness, but we don't very rarely talk about the curses that comes upon those, you know. Yes. I mean, but there are two sides to every coin. And that's why we talked about losing to gain. You really lose to gain, lose your pride. 
Yes, yes. To gain, you know, lose anger to gain, lose envy to gain. My mother sent me this time, and I'm going to read it because I think that the, the listeners, you guys out there can identify with this. And it really just says, which one are you? Which am I, Pharisee or the tax collector? Mm. And when you said that about pride, I'm like, hmm, this is such <laughs> an interesting way to, you know, kind of lead into it. It says, whose prayer is pleasing to God? Pride versus humility is probably the message of this parable. We know that pride is one of the seven deadlies, but these, this Pharisee didn't seem to get that. He stood there telling God how wonderful he was, how many good deeds he had done, and the best, and, and he was pretty much the best, how better he was than anybody else. That somehow I don't think that God was that impressed. The, the tax collector then knew that he was considered a sinner, especially in the eyes of others, other Jews, because he was working for the Romans. He probably had no idea how much God loved him. And Jesus turned the world of the Pharisees upside down by telling them that the prayer of the tax collector was more pleasing to God than the self-righteous Pharisee. I bet you know people, I know people who put others down in order to feel better about themselves, who Mm -hmm. judges others by the way they dress, where they live, how much money they have. If you have an accent or a different color skin, God is the only one who has the right to judge for he alone knows what is in people's hearts. And the Pharisee sees the external and judges himself by show of goodness rather than goodness of the spirit. It's almost like, which one are you for the, you know, at the end of the day, which one are you? Because again, we're talking about two, then we're talking about blessings and curses. There's life and death. Which one are you? I choose to be a blessing anytime that I can, you know, and we're all human and, and we will fall short. And I'm not saying that there aren't going to be days, but consistency yes consistency is what brings about the suddenly the more you do something suddenly it's a habit suddenly you do it without thinking suddenly it is ingrained in as a part of your daily routine and that's why you know he asks for sacrifice he you lose the gain so when marisa um was on the show with us um a month or so back you know she was talking about how you know, God had asked her to do this thing to write this book. And she's like, well, you know, how am I going to be able to do that? You know, I I have all these things going on. Like, when am I going to have the time? But when she was obedient and she sacrificed, you know, taking 30 minutes here and there whenever she could fit it in, then all of a sudden she gained the time. Yes. He provisioned it for her. All he ever wants you to do is trust that he can make it happen. Trust that he can do more than you could ever do on your own if you would just let go and let God. I love it, Ty. You know, it's all about spending time. And that's what I think God desperately wants his children to do. We are his children. We are of a royal priesthood. You know, what sacrifices are you making to get to know your dad? You know, he calls us his children. He says, call me Abba because I am your father. But how many times do we walk around judging externally? How many times do we go around not being a blessing to others, but actually being a curse, not even realize that we're being a curse based off the way that we think, way, what we say, how we come off? We don't know that that's impacting that other person because we don't know what that other person is going through. It's very real, you know, it, mm-hmm. it really is. And when you think about it that way, it kind of gives, it brings things back to the forefront of, you know, am I, what would, you, it brings everything back to the forefront of what, what would Jesus, Jesus do? do? Really, it does. Who was he? He he was um, compassionate and, and empathetic. So um, that leads into um, 
a passage that I want to share about being compassionate because I think like we have grown so jaded in the world, so desensitized to things like it, it, it never ceases to amaze me the things that you can just open up social media and see. I mean, you can see people taking yeah. another person's life or somebody losing their life in an accident and, and people watch these things um, like for entertainment, like fighting and yes. all of these. I mean, it, it's it's just amazing the things that we have lost human compassion and empathy for like like on the most basic level. Mm. So it says compassion overflowing. Show mercy and compassion for others, just as your heavenly father overflows with mercy and compassion for all. That's Luke 6 and 36. So as we are met with love, when we spend time in the presence of God, we are filled to overflowing. What a wonderful relationship we have with our kind God. Just as we are shown mercy and compassion over and over again, may we show the same kindness and forgiveness to others. When we love others without condition or expecting any benefit in return, we are reflecting the love of the Father that freely gives to all without asking for anything. Even in this giving, we have been filled by the power of God. Nothing that we give away was ours to begin with. Nothing, nothing, nothing. was ours to begin with. You never with. saw what you have following <laughs> a hearse. We are met with the kindness and compassion of God every time we approach him. And every day is a new opportunity to be filled up and poured out ad infinitum. That means infinite. Mm, infinite. infinite. That's such a beautiful promise, you know, from our dad. You know, he's going to love us has you know without conditions and he really wants us to love one another without condition and to show compassion to those who don't have to those who have had that hard life you know especially if we're vessels you know one of the things that I love to say is you know I'm, I'm a vessel for God you know I ask God you know on a daily what would you have me to do what would you have me to say who would you like for me to give a word to because you know someone might have had a rough a rough um, weekend could have had a rough morning and just your words can change that you know the compassion that you show and you're being more like your father when you do that. Yeah. I told a story um, um, in one of our earlier recordings uh, about a guy who he had gotten on um, the city bus and he was riding. His destination was a bridge. He was going to jump off that bridge and he was going to take his life. Um, but he had told himself on that journey that if anyone spoke to him, if anyone showed him any compassion, if anyone treated him like a person, then he would know that he shouldn't do it and he would he would stay. He said he was walking, he was riding, he was crying. People even took their phones out to record mm. the fact that he was crying. But that. no one offered him any comfort or compassion and no one spoke to him. Mm. And so he got off that bus and he got onto that bridge and he stood on that ledge and he jumped. Mm. But what an amazing God that we serve. He said the instant that his feet left the bridge, he regretted his decision. But it was too late. He was already in motion. And he hit the water and he thought he was dead. And some creature mm. came and lifted him up mm. to the surface. Mm. And he could breathe and he knew that he hadn't died and he was just thankful and grateful but the point of that what was so heartbreaking about that is that he talked about how long it took him um to get to where he was going but that not a single mm. 
mm. person even acknowledged him other than to ridicule and, and, and to make fun of, you know, like, why do we do that? Like you see people being assaulted and, and hurt. And the first thing a person does is they pull out their phone. You, you, you want to record it. Your first thing as a citizen of the kingdom is to want to offer some sort of assistance. Are you okay? What can I do to help? How did we lose that? You know, it's, it's, it's heartbreaking. That's heartbreaking because, you know, I feel like we need each other. We do need each We're other. We're all a part of one body. We uh, are. Joint supply and, and people just don't understand that. But see, that's a trick of the enemy anyway. He's an enemy and that's what he does, you know. He likes to create division. He does. He likes to create, divide and conquer, you know. Um, a couple of things I wanted to say to that, you know, in the wilderness, God is teaching us about who he is, okay. It's easy to want to give up. Trust and believe. I mean, sometimes it, it, it gets hard for me. You know, I love the Lord and I read my word every single day, but people will make you want to run away. People will make you want to go into hiding because mm -hmm. they don't know who God is and you do. And then God says, well, can you stand the rain? In this wilderness, I'm teaching you who you truly are. I'm teaching you how to turn the other cheek. I'm teaching you how to pray. You know, um, I was reading in Deuteronomy and it says, you know, Deuteronomy 8, it says, um, verses 2 and 4, it says, God's classroom for teaching the Israelites humble dependency on the obedience to him in the wilderness where he tested them to find out if they would keep his commands. At work here is an important spiritual principle. All believers must go through the wilderness of testing before God will let us reach our destiny. Of course, God knew what the Israelites would do. He didn't have to test them, but they needed to find out if their faith in God would hold strong in the place where they had to depend on him for everything, food, water, clothing, protection, Everything. What they needed to learn was that man don't live on bread alone, but out of every word that comes out of their mouth. And, you know, when you know better, you do better. Get into your word. The reason why I say that is because he's teaching. He's teaching me. I haven't arrived. I don't know everything there is to know. But when I open up the word of God and I talk to him, he talks back. And he shows us how to be compassionate to one another. He shows us how to look out for one another. He shows us how to be that like his son was. You know, I think back so many times um, tied to Jesus and how he was treated and how he came in just to save, just to be that vessel for his father. And even he wept. He wept because he wanted to cut the past from him. He didn't want to go through the hard times. He didn't want to go through that. You know what I'm saying? But he was chosen. He was picked. And if he wasn't strong enough, then God wouldn't have given it to him. He was strong in that path. And so he, he walked that thing out and, and, you know, we're who we are today because of his love, because, because of his grace, because God thought enough of us. If we was living back in the Old Testament, man, I say it all the time. I really do not know how we would make it because it was an eye for an eye. Even the Israelites, when Moses did bring them out, you would have thought they were happy. No, they had to depend on God for everything. So they was like, you might as well, we would we would have been better off if you would have left us where we were. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the attitude of people. It is, and it's amazing how people think. But we have to trust God. That's all that he wants is that unwavering trust. And I want to appeal to the listeners out there where God has placed a calling on your life. Yes. And you are running from that calling because you don't want to sacrifice. And it's not even really a sacrifice. You know, you think that changing the way that you think 
are changing the way that you speak. Changing the company that you keep is going to hinder your progress. But like we said, and lose to gain, mm. small things, little changes will ha- net. I mean, it, it will just yield the biggest <laughs> blessings. It's crazy. Like the little bitty things. What I started doing is focusing on love. You know, God is love. He says the greatest of all things is love. Well, what is love? Every day I have to be patient. And Lord, I, I, I tell people all the time I was not in line <laughs> when they gave it out initially. I'm just going to tell you um, that is expounding and it's growing um, by necessity because we are measured by the measure we give. Yes. And so I make sure every day I speak. It, it used to tear my nerves up because I'm a Southern gal. Southern girl. Grits, girls <laughs> raised in the South. I love Southern girls. <laughs> I always speak to people. I remember when I um, got to college my freshman year, shout out to USC. Um, and I'd be speaking, to, hey, hey. And people would be looking at me. Oh, and it just, and then I got to the one. I was like, I'm not speaking to nobody. I'm not speaking to anybody else. Every time I don't, nobody speak to me. Don't nobody say, hey, just rude. That Rudeness. Was, that's the attitude though. Rudeness. But you know, it's not about whether or not they spoke back. On the flip side, because it's about what you focus on. Yes, on the flip side, I might've made their day. Yeah, I might've been the only person that spoke to them on that day. Even though they didn't show it, it didn't reflect um, in their response to my action. It doesn't mean that I switch up the way that I act. Hey, what's well, it? It's the seed. You sow the seed of compassion. Absolutely. You sow the seed of like, hey, I'm going to speak anywhere. That used to be me. It's so funny that you say that and bringing back memories because I used to be that person. Hey, how you doing? They wouldn't speak. They would be so rude. I spoke. Hey, nothing. And it used to just break my heart because here I am trying to be me. Yes, just Try give to let love my to, little light shine. Give love to everybody. I love it. Here, here's yes. you get some joy. You get some joy. You get some joy. And then I get, ugh, why are you speaking to me? Mean face. I'm like, um, um, God, what do I do? <laughs> I can't lose who I am in that in that whole spectrum. You still got to be yourself because who you are makes the difference. Who you are, who God made you to be, the world needs. We're all individual. We're all different. We all carry something unique about ourselves that we're able to help someone else. Remember last week I said that, you know, we're all the answer to someone's prayer. We are. And that's why I want to encourage you. You know, like there are so many things that can come against you or people will come against you. But those things are a trick of the enemy meant to take you off your path. But I say take the high road. Take the high road. Man. The high road requires thinking and acting in ways that aren't natural. Yeah. And a little bit uncommon. However, those who practice the high road become instruments of grace to others and therefore are recipients of his grace. Mm. People who embrace the high road are excellent on purpose and with purpose. Care more than others think that you should. Risk it all when they think that it's not safe. Dream even though they think it's not practical. Expect more than they think is possible. And work more than they think is necessary. We are called to be higher. We are called to a higher standard. Well, you know, we're. I, I want to leave you guys with this. We're all in this together. You know, um, I flipped over to, you know, one of my devotionals. It says we can often find ourselves seeing all the ways in which we are different. You take your coffee 
you t- you like your coffee black, and your friend takes hers with more cream than caffeine. You vote one way, your neighbor votes another way. Meg is an introvert. Melanie won't stop talking. But here's the thing. <laughs> I'm Melanie. <laughs> <laughs> no, and, I, and, and, and when I'm Meg, <laughs> like, it says, but here's the thing. We have, in, we have in common, no matter who we are or what we believe, Jesus Christ died for all of us. Each and every one of us falls into the category of all. And there's nobody left out. He died for Maggie, and he died for Melanie. He died for Stephanie, and he died for Ty. And he died for your neighbors who vote differently than you do. One man died for everyone and puts us all on the same page. The scripture that it gives is 2 Corinthians 5, 14 and 15. It says, Christ's love compels us because we are convinced that one died for all, and therefore all died. And he died for all that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. Look for the similarities between you and those around you. Are you praying that you can break down walls and stand on the truth? We are all in this together at the end of the day. You know, he came for all of us. And so, yes, we're going to all be different. Yes, we're going to see things differently and do move different ways. But at the end of the day, what matters? Jesus, love, peace. He'll give you everything that you need. That's why when you when you die to yourself, you see yourself in a new light. Like mm-hmm. I like to use the, uh, use the term a whole new world, a whole new world. I just do because you do. You start to see like it's like different lights. But God, like um, he shines the light on those on those areas of um, things that you used to look at one way. Now you look at them a total different way. It's a shift of focus because what you focus on is magnified. What you focus on will grow and you have to choose to focus on on the path, focus on the passion, focus on the love, the promise, the provision. And I'm loving it here. Like, you know, I was being a negative Nancy. You know it, friend. You know, um, <laughs> I, listen, I'd be like, come really back in, friend. Come on back. Where you at? <laughs> did y'all see what? I know she did. And I'm like, uh, yeah, I ain't got did. nothing else to say. I'm done. Yeah. But you know, like you have to really, really shift that gear. Yeah. Because what you are saying is so true. And this is a tool that I use um, in my work. You know, so I manage people and, you know, managing people, you know, people have issues and sometimes people have issues with each other. And so what I've always said when there's been conflict um you know when somebody says that they don't like another person and they don't want to work with please don't put me in a project with her it's standard well what is something about her that you like that you respect yeah find something that you admire or respect about something because I don't care how much you think you can't stand them when you start breaking it all down, there's something that you can find within that person that you wish you were more like. Because a lot of times that's where it comes from. <laughs> what? You uh, word? Um, no, um, when people have issues with people, it's something that they're projecting that's something within themselves that they're not happy with. And oh, they yeah. project it onto yeah. that other person. But look for something that you can focus on that you respect and admire. And it will make it easy because at our core, we are the same. All of us we bleed red. We bleed red. We create our children the same way. Yeah. We feel pain about similar things. Like, you know, if there's a death in your family, I'm sure you're going to be heartbroken the same that I am going to be. It's the categories of this world yes. that differentiate us. But see, that's man. And we are not citizens of the world. We are citizens and ambassadors of the kingdom called to a higher standard. And so we can't treat each other based on our differences let's come together 
with respect for our similarities. I love it, Ty. I love it because that's the heart of Jesus. That's the heart of our Father. And that's really what he's looking at. You know, I say all quite often that your heart posture matters. I want to leave you guys with this. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing one another in love. We already know what love is. Love is patient. Love is kind. It's not rude. It's not envy. It doesn't boast. And it keeps no records of wrong. He's your hiding place. He's your shield. Peace.